Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. I know it's been a long wait and it's been getting longer over time, and I'm sorry about that. Unfortunately, there's not much I can do about it, but the good news is that trend is going to be reversing from here as my obligations have been a little bit reduced. I can't say when it's going to get back to like every other day or even like every day, but it won't be every four or five days from now on. Happily, we've got some great UBI news to go over. Let's get on it. Quick shout out to our tier three patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. Starting off, we've got some news on the 32-hour workweek front. The nearly 100-member strong Congressional Progressive Caucus has endorsed the 32-hour workweek act, noting that we should be aiming to get back to a better than pre-pandemic normal. As we've covered, this bill would not ban 40-hour weeks, but it would require overtime pay beyond 32 hours, providing a strong incentive. As longtime listeners know, 32-hour workweek trials have unanimously shown only benefits from the reduction of hours without reduction of weekly pay for both employers and employees. Past a certain limit, working more hours is simply counterproductive, and for the average human, that limit is less than 32 hours a week. So lowering the standard workweek is simply a more efficient and pleasant way to work and live. Tell your representatives to support the 32-hour workweek act for a stronger, healthier economy and society. Moving on to UBI, UBI Works has put together an informative thread covering all the health effects of UBI observed in Canada's experiments, including massive increases in healthy eating and exercise, and reductions in smoking, alcohol use, suicide, and hospitalization. Good one to bookmark and refer others to. Mayors for AGI and the Insight Center collaborated on a paper regarding how achieving UBI requires changing the narratives around our economy, poverty, incentives, and human value. The paper addresses a number of false narratives, such as the myths that everyone earns what they get, or that all poor people are lazy, and they present the empirical facts on these matters. The point made is an important one. No matter how right UBI may be, politics is more stories than facts. Even if all the facts are on our side, we need to sell that truth to the people, especially the powerful ones, in order to see action. You can't just say you're wrong and here's the data that proves it. I wish it were that simple. Unfortunately, humans easily dismiss data that disagrees with our beliefs. You have to feed them a better story than the one they have, one that actually matches the facts. The power of narratives is apparent in how easily they subvert people into working against their own best interests. Observe the way many exploited workers will defend wage slavery because they've been taught to see anyone who refuses exploitation as lazy. Back in the days of chattel slavery, the narrative was that people with differently covered skin were less intelligent and less human, and a similar narrative is still used against the poor today, as well as obviously racism lingering. Women are pressed by the narrative of gender roles, men too in different ways. There's lots of examples that it's easy to get people to oppress others by giving them someone to look down on, even if they oppress themselves in the process, and even if it's based on lies. Lies are often easier than the truth. It's harder, but infinitely better, to craft narratives for real freedom and which adhere to empirical reality. But the course of history does favor ever-truer narratives, at least in the long term. Just remember that much of politics is marketing and it cannot be ignored. It's a battlefield that we have to win on. 
And speaking of winning, notch another basic income trial on the scoreboard. Give Directly and the Georgia Resilience and Opportunity, or GROW, fund are starting the In Her Hands basic income trial to provide 650 low-income women in majority black neighborhoods of Georgia an average of $850 a month in unconditional cash for two years. The trial will span urban, suburban, and rural communities beginning in Atlanta's historic Old Fourth Ward and expanding to two additional sites in southwest Georgia and the greater Atlanta area. It is planned to begin early next year and be led by Dr. Leah Hamilton at Appalachian State University. There is no application process. Participation is by invitation. It is incredible how fast these have been popping up over the last year. This one's definitely one of the more targeted, but progress is afoot. Yet there is still so much of the country and world left to go. Help put your city on the basic income map with the Mayors for a Guaranteed Income links below. And in potentially bigger news, it appears that Barbados is moving ahead with a plan for nationwide UBI. The special envoy to the Prime Minister of Barbados recently said, quote, a citizen's dividend may be combined with the annual reverse tax credit to form some kind of universal basic income. We are moving toward UBI across three fronts. Despite all the pressures from international agencies to target, we hold the line on universality. That's why we restored free tertiary education for all. The idea is that some of the income produced every year would be given back to all citizens over the age of 18, perhaps in the form of a citizen's dividend. Over time, the citizen's dividend and reverse tax credit could form the basis of a UBI and create a greater sense of belonging to all of our people, end quote. So it appears we have another country to add to the list of candidates for the potential first purveyor of UBI. Go get them, Barbados. But the medal has yet to be claimed. Help your country get there first. And finally, we are once again in the situation of political games causing a potential lapse in coverage for vitally important financial aid in the U.S. If Congress does not pass the extension of the improved CTC in the Build Back Better bill by December 28th, parents will miss at least one check. We are on the clock to get hungry kids the food that they need. Check the resources below and help get it done. And that'll do it for today's Yang Daily. Bookmark and share the Progressive Caucus backing the 32-hour week bill, the UBI Narratives paper, the Georgia Basic Income, the Barbados Basic Income, and the clock on the CTC. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the easy volunteer contacts below. If you need help, consult the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.